Hello and welcome back to the Evolving Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean and I'm joined by the Youngbrin twins, Luke and Josh. And we do not have a guest on this episode. The last two episodes we've had guests. This is our first regular episode, I think, of the month of February. No, so I just looked. Did we have we one started. at the beginning? Yeah, February 1st was our last uh, podcast that we put okay, out. Our so first time recording. It. Yeah. In the yeah. month of February then. I, yeah, technically we, uh, we put out our... Uh, the last episode was titled Exceptionally Bad NHL Teams and Trade Deadline Targets, which is our second, 20th episode, February 1st. So we recorded it January 31st. Um, but yeah, our last two have been guest spots uh, with uh, Dom and Allison. And we both, I think we all enjoyed both of those episodes quite a bit. Yeah, they were fun. If you didn't listen to them, check yeah. them out. Yeah, check them out. Go back. Yes, everybody likes the guests better than than ourselves, and that's okay. <laughs> we totally. No one has that. told me that. No yeah. one has said that to me. People love Luke. People want people yeah, listen they just to the want to hear <laughs> us. <laughs> What's up, Sean? Not much. I was gonna say we've had some weird schedules as well. Um, like this past well, weekend, I went to Seattle to visit our friends out there. Although we talked about that on the Ellison podcast. And um, and then you guys are gone this weekend, so it's like this weird. We used to post regularly on Mondays, and now we're just sort of. I just got back to uh, Massachusetts today, so this evening or like a couple hours ago. So See, Sean has his work ethic is just out of control. You know, he he takes a flight all day to get back across the country, and I was like, maybe we should wait till tomorrow. You know, you'll be in better. You know, maybe well rested. And Sean's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do it tonight. We're gonna get this episode out tonight. Uh, no, we, um, we, I, I was, I was laughing because when we were on a podcast, I don't know if, I feel like I maybe talked about this, but we, doesn't really matter. We were on a podcast with the blue shirt banter guys. Is that, was that, is it Ryan and, um, and Greg, uh, for a Rangers podcast back? I think it was like August. It was like right after we had started ours or maybe September. And I asked kind of jokingly, but also seriously for their advice on, you know, for our new podcast. And they said, just make sure you stick to a schedule and get episodes out every, you know, at the same time. And we were pretty good about it. Um, but the last uh, couple weeks have been uh, have 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 kind of gone off the rails a little bit. So I don't know. We're you still know, working through this. We're still, we're still young. We're still a young I mean, podcast. This this podcast is extremely chaotic anyway. So I think anybody that was expecting us to stick to a firm schedule was kidding themselves. And also, no. I think we like. We're going to initially like record on Monday or Tuesday nights. Like we were going to start doing a, a weeknight recording, and then somehow it would just from the get go. We only did like Sunday night recordings. Yeah. So like uh, right away we just stopped. Well, should we have? We should have maybe waited to, so the we you know the U.S. women's team could have won gold by the time we recorded. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean because that's yeah we're recording on a Wednesday. It is February sixteenth, and the. Uh, the U.S. and Canada are playing for gold in less than four hours. I don't know, Sean. Are you gonna stay up for that? You gonna you gonna you gonna power so through? You gotta it? stay up for that. I game. was telling Allison this the last time they played U.S. and Canada it was an eleven o'clock game, and I like maybe got through like the first period. I lightly remember like the end of the first period, and then like I was out for like the rest of the game. I woke up. I kept the TV on. Like the TV was on. I woke up at like I don't know two, and the game was over or something like that. Um, but it's like when it's a gold medal game, you kind of have to stay up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so, it's funny yes. because they're. Have you been watching any of the other? Uh, I mean, I didn't actually watch any of the men's teams games. I just have been. Yeah, we've just been watching the women's games. <laughs> I really didn't think anybody cared about the men's, to be honest with I you, mean, until I, like I the didn't. U.S. and Canada lost. I just didn't. Yeah. I don't really. Uh, the women, they they brought the best of the best there, and I thoroughly enjoy women's hockey as well. 
So it's really awesome. And you get it more often because the world championships are also like a best on best in women's. And so like on a yearly basis, really, like it's you get these U.S. Canada matchups, which are really fun to watch. Um, you know, but it's like I'd rather watch like a best on best than I don't I, don't, I couldn't tell you who like the U.S. roster was. Like I know they had like some good young players like Maddie Beneers, but they also had like. I don't know, name some like random veteran that I forgot existed. I'm gonna look these up right now because Stephen Camperon Stephen Camperon wasn't Eric USA? Stahl playing? Eric Stahl was Dude, playing. I think- Eric Stahl was playing this well, he's Canadian, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But let's I mean, see, we have uh Yeah. Uh, we don't need to read me, through the whole roster. I'm not, I'm trying to find Luke Wood. Uh, yeah, Luke I would. <laughs> I would. I actually don't And then give me the best defensive oh, Nick, on the Nick Nick Shore, uh Aaron Ness, Justin Applicator. Um, Abdulkader was on. Okay, the, uh, you're naming. Wait, isn't Abdulkader uh, Swedish? No, no. He, I, well, he he's been. That's isn't that like one of the things that they used to like you know pick Abdulkader for the USA team? Like it wasn't he yeah. on it? In oh, Tortorella. US. He's US. Yeah, US. I'm saying US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the only names I reckon. Uh, Jake Sanderson. I those are I all feel Canadians. Like. Am I am I like mixing up my Canadianizing? Wait. No, Abdulkader's the US. They well, now that you say goal. it, now that you say it, yes. Yeah. Because I remember he was on that World Cup team. Yeah. I remember it was a whole thing because they always, like, everyone would be up in arms when they would name Abdicator to the team, even though he probably didn't deserve it, like, years ago. But I don't know. It's been, what is it? We're 2012, so it would have been 2014, right? Isn't that the last time they were in the, the Olympics? That was, like, the yeah. Oshi, the whole Oshi shootout thing. Yeah. Yeah. In, um, You're correct. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I'm trying to think of other names who are on the team. Jake, Isn't Jake Sanderson, like, a former NHLer? No, um, he's like a no, prospect. 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 a former NHLer. Okay, prospect. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The women's hockey is better anyway, and I'm very excited to watch it. Yes. But I think Luke's point is that we maybe could have waited until – we should have recorded this. We should have made Sean stay up even later <laughs> and do a podcast after the, the gold medal at game. Two at, like, in, at 2 at in the two morning. In, 2 in the morning. That's our hours. You know. Oh, yeah. 11, 10 p.m. Central Time Hockey is like prime time hockey watching for me. That's like – yeah, those nine thirty West Coast games for us. Oh yeah. yeah, I love when the Wild play like nine thirty West Coast games. Oh yeah, um, get stuff out of the way, get to eat already. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's, so it's been two weeks, but since we last recorded, what has happened? Yeah, well, we were. I was telling Sean before this that we've uh, we also have taken well a bit of a break. I feel like I was for the first week of the Olympics or first like weekend. I was very. Um, like into them so i actually was just watching the olympics live after i got like because i don't know how much olympics you've been watching sean but they had the uh peacock subscription like to get the actual live games and stuff and watch all the events so we got like we paid for one one month of a subscription just so we could watch the live games and then last weekend uh we haven't talked about this and sean's probably going to uh uh, grimace when we start talking about magic the gathering but we had one of our favorite uh sets i don't know sean do you even know what that is no, I couldn't tell you what Magic the Gathering is. Oh, really? You've you. never heard of Magic the Gathering? It's a card game. I've, it's a, I mean, I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it. Like, it's basically could... the, the original trading card game. So it started in, I don't know, we don't need to get too much into the Magic talk. But uh, it's, yeah, it, it's uh, it's one, it's the greatest game ever made. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, they had a new release for a set that we very much uh, um, knew we were going to like. So all last weekend we were playing magic the whole weekend so i feel a little bit out of the loop here and i was gonna ask sean to give us a rundown of the what's happened since we last recorded all right go well you got the <laughs> the Toffoli trade yep 
Okay. Which had you guys prospects know, in it. You guys know about that. I yeah, do. It had a bunch of prospects, so I don't know how the tra- if the trade it was did not. Ha- it had one prospect. <laughs> it literally it had one prospect, and, pro- and you just lost pro- attention. It was picks and prospects, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's one ear in, in one ear out the other. Yeah. No, Sean's going to name <laughs> no. everything that is important that's happened in the last two weeks, and then we'll go one by one through them um, and talk about them. <laughs> Jack Eichel in for Mark Stone. I knew Got that. that. Knew that one. Um, like, not that there's been, like, too much. You guys, well, me and Josh are talking with uh, Marshawn's suspension. Yeah. Um, and, like, not to start conspiracy theories, but he probably wanted to just go to the Olympics, and that was his <laughs> effort to get there. What, is that actually, are you kind of just making that up? Is this a I'm completely or... making it up. I think he okay. has his appeal and uh, yada, yada. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I would assume, actually, it probably gets her. I, I was traveling today, so I wasn't too up on the news. But I'm assuming that's going to be reduced. I don't think six games is going to hold. Yeah, um, well, most most of them seem to get reduced by like a game or two, right? Didn't Spetsas get like dropped like a game? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe the the big part with dropping them is like you can't really appeal and get it dropped by the time that this would really occur unless you had like a 20 game suspension or something like Tom Wilson had before. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's really about getting your salary back. And I think like Marshawn, I think it's also because he's a re- repeat offender. There's like a multiplier to the salary that's lost. I don't know. Okay, I think yeah. he like loses like $400,000 in gross income from the six game suspension or something oh, really? like ridiculously high. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That was, I'm just looking at as as one does as we do here to prepare. I look at the uh, hot the top links on our hockey, which just kind of cover things. And your you know your favorite goaltender of all time, Tuukka Rask, retired uh, as well. So. Yeah, so that was a weird one. I wasn't a big fan of like the way that all went. What do you, you mean? Know, so I was sitting at the game on Tuesday night, and Fluto dropped a story at like I don't know. It might have been like the midpoint of the first period or something. Or maybe it was, like, in the second period. But, like, they dropped a story that he was retiring. And, like, Rass didn't get to make his, like, statement until, like, the next day. Oh. So it was, like, sort of, like, everybody found out, like, during the game and, like, the night before that this was happening. And then he makes a statement. And it just feels like for a guy who played in the organization for 15 seasons, um, it just, like... You could have done better with that. Yeah, I mean... I don't we're kind of like in a this like breaking news culture and like certain things I just like they don't need to be breaking news and it's just best to like let people have their voice so like retiring sounds like one of them I just feel like it would have been best just to wait a day and not try to like rush the stories I mean the same thing happened for Tom Brady too right with like Adam Scheffner getting on the story that Brady was retiring and that everybody knows Brady's gonna retire and you know he waits a few days to finally say it but yeah one well, and cr- remind me exactly the um i don't i don't saga isn't the word but i feel like rask has been kind of in and out of the lineup like most of the season right i mean he played a little bit has he cor- correct but he was also he tried injured. he tried his best to come back from an injury okay. essentially yeah that's but, what it was okay but yeah he got like lit up the first game right he, so like, he played like, like i'm not on evolving hockey he might have played like five games and like that was it and it like it didn't go too well. I don't think it was necessarily him playing that that bad, to be honest with you. Um like I felt like if he toughened it out, like performance wise, he wouldn't have been too too bad. But um Yeah, he yeah, had a it, um 
Yeah, he played four games um, in January, and he had a couple pretty bad games, one against Carolina. But the Carolina game, he was, like, left out to dry. If you, like, yeah. watch those goals back, like, it was. Yeah, and then his last game was against Anaheim, and he also, that was not very good. He had six goals against, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it I, wasn't that many. <laughs> it was five. I okay, think it was five. five. Yeah. The score and venue adjusted. When the score and venue adjustments are applied to the goals, it always screw, screws me up. Because they're, but, <laughs> yeah. But anyway. and also that that was the thing. So the Carolina beat the Bruins with another shutout on Thursday, and I don't know if you saw like the season series. So Carolina got the sweep with two shutouts, and the overall score of the ser- season series was sixteen to one, with two <laughs> games in Boston and one in Carolina. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Like that's I, just. That's, that's a team that's on another. I know it's only like a three game sample size, but that's a team like on another level. Yeah, well, in Boston, a little bit under where they've been the last couple of years. I mean, they're still like you know okay, but I don't know. We we I don't know. We talk about Boston and you know New England too much on this podcast. I've, no, I'm I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just looking that Rask was uh, among our um, goalie gar for basically career goalies since 2007. He's he ranks uh, uh, eighth um, among. Uh, all goalies since then. He's played 564 games, uh, so he's like a little bit probably higher uh, in terms of just like overall rates among you know goaltenders who played say 400 games since then. But um, you know, I, I think that's one of the probably one of the one of the great goaltenders of like the last 20 years or so, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, one of the one of the best. Yeah, he I mean, he probably lost his peak to Thomas or like some of his best years. Um, oh, that President's Trophy winning year in 2014 was really good. Um, yeah. But he like he shared the net towards the beginning of his career with Tim Thomas. So they were kind of like a 1A, 1B yeah. for a bit until he was sort of given the goal when Thomas just like up and left. Yeah. yeah and I, I don't I, – we I was like a new fan there. I don't remember what happened with that. I do remember Thomas being incredibly good in their, their uh, Stanley Cup run. Back, what 2011 was that when they they won yes. it? Um, yeah, but I mean, you were like 10 years old when that happened, Sean. So <laughs> I was. You pr- I was you in probably don't remember. Grade, I was 13. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, anyway, okay. So that's a list. Let's uh, let's. I want to talk about the Toffoli trade. We we touched on it a little bit, but I was kind of curious where. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting how um, you know Montreal is really uh, digging into the. Just I don't know. I mean, they're probably going to try. I mean, obviously, Sherrod is on the um, on the block as well too. But it's just like, you know, Toffoli was I think easily their best player, right? Um, and I think we had him coming into this season. We had him projected top. I think it was like he was like a top sixty player, top seventy in terms of our guard projections heading into this season. And then this season, he's been. Uh, let's just check. Why don't I head on over to evolvinghockey.com and check out some? Yeah, stats. I mean, he's and had... so let's let's also go over the the trade because you're just like briefly okay, calling yeah. it and then saying it. So it was Tyler Toffoli, uh, who carries a four point two five million dollar AAV to Calgary in exchange for Tyler Pitlick to gather all the Pitlick brothers, <laughs> all the Pitlicks together uh, um, in one place. Uh. Now this is like where the uh, the uh, pronunciations, if you will, go wrong. Emil Heinemann, I'm guessing that E is like silent. Um, who's like I think he plays in in um, 
AHL or in Sweden, a 2022 first round pick of Calgary, which is uh, top 10 protected. So I think it moves to 2023 if uh, if it doesn't if somehow like there's some yeah. giant collapse, if, which is not going to happen. That's this could be a late play, this yeah. could be a late first round pick this year. Yeah, and then a 2023 fifth round pick uh, owned by the Calgary Flames. So Pitlick, a prospect, a first round pick that's top 10 protected and a 2023 fifth round pick. And and looking at Savoli this season, he's actually well, I mean, Montreal in general is just we've talked about Montreal. We don't need to talk about the team as as uh, but there are a couple of players that have been maybe by our stuff a little better. Like I think Lekkonen's been our guy. I mean, he's not like he's like leading the league in anything necessarily other than defense potentially, but um, I mean, Toffoli's been kind of like a top you know, three to five player on Montreal this season. I think that a little bit of this is just kind of, um, I could, I can imagine with the Flames uh, having a better, you know, a different role there or something like that would, would, would lead to maybe kind of a little bit more success or a little bit bounce back. I mean, not that he's been bad. I mean, he's been just Montreal has been bad. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I think I, we have this joke. Luke already kind of made the joke about how I don't really know how to evaluate trades where there's just picks and prospects or, or kind of, Non NHL players. players. I mean, I don't think any of these pieces are going to turn into anything big, right? Or unlikely it is. Like, I think this is probably a trade that works for both teams. Um, Because, like, Montreal needs some picks and prospects or whatever, right? Like, you just need to gather up the uh, magic boxes, if you will, and, like, hope something strikes. And the Flames want to go for it. And they acquired a really good player. And it's really hard to to mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know, dissect what some of this has been with coaching as well in Montreal. Yeah. Um, well, because, I think that's a, yeah, that yeah. seems to be one of the biggest. I mean, considering where, or sorry, I didn't, continue, Sean. <laughs> no, I mean, I was just going to say, like, it, it's, it's difficult because, I mean, Tyler Toffoli, I think, has had, I don't have it up on the site right now, but I, I think I looked, like, when the trade happened and he's had like somewhat of a down year compared to like what he's been in his career. And it's like, I wonder how much some of that has just been coaching. And I I don't think he's really been happy this year at all period. Um, I think he's had like a horrible experience. So, you know, how much of this too, are you buying into a bounce back for Toffoli to be who he was like a couple of years ago when I think he had a lot of hype going into free agency yeah. Um, and when he I was think traded the, to Vancouver and et cetera. Yeah, the funny thing is, so is he is he going? Did Sutter coach him in Los Angeles? Yes. I think yes. he. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's also the thing I was going to say is it's kind of funny because, Mon- like as we've mentioned, Montreal has performed like almost as far below the furthest below the public model projections at the beginning of the season of like I think any team. Like I think that they've been like underperforming where the general consensus of where they were going to be the most, which kind of begs the question. Um, I know, I know they've had injuries and other things, but that kind of, to me hints that there's some potential with coaching problems there. Um, because if, you know, all of the projections are saying they're they should be somewhere like, and they're off like a lot of, like, I think that you can start to ask, okay. And I mean, just hearing Montreal fans, like granted, I haven't, been following the team like very closely to be able to determine like 
I don't know. I know I'm not a, we're not systems people at all or like seeing how players are deployed or anything, but like just hearing about their coaching problems, it seems like very likely that that's a candidate where, yeah, I mean, the team was pretty poorly coached and all of the players suffered, which is um, <laughs> just kind of something that's, that's kind of hard to quantify from a statistical side. Like we, we don't, you know, I mean, we've talked about coaching impacts and how, how it's difficult to kind of capture that impact in like models like this especially but yeah it is something where i would be i'm, I'm very interested to see how to to fully performs with the flames when he got a goal he got a goal last night right yeah you got a goal you know already off to a good start already and, off to, yeah already off to a good start i was, I was gonna, just looking i did not know that montreal extended nick suzuki at 7.8 million yeah you didn't remember that i don't that remember this that summer. Just, yeah this past yeah. summer they that just was, went and did it yeah well, and Just, that was, I was going to say, speaking of contracts, uh, uh, Toffoli has a 4.25 uh, cap hit for the next two seasons, which is funny. It brings the Flames up to about... Um uh, what I think it was a, a little under two hundred thousand dollars, just under the cap. So they, it's kind of this is their move. I, I don't think they're going to be making another move unless they're somehow. I mean, I guess we did talk about uh, potentially like Goudreau being. You well, know, I, mean, I, I don't think that. Why you are know. they like this? Is they no. are, they are a legitimate? I would say oh, they're yeah. a legitimate cup no, contender. I, I based just on their... I was just saying the only I don't I'm mostly just saying I think the Flames are probably out of any any kind of trade deadline yeah. stuff. I mean I don't know who are they gonna you know who are they moving? Well, uh, I mean you say that now, but you just really don't know how it's all gonna well like because yeah. you would say probably this like with Tampa and maybe some other teams as well, and it's like I think like uh, Joe Smith at the Athletic came out with an article today that basically kind of spelled that out it's like tampa's probably going to be quiet but like they're open to anything to make themselves yeah. better yeah and i think like the flames would be in the same situation yeah but, at the same I, I, but time, this is their big this is their big move right like, yeah sorry that, that's kind of well not, yeah that's, what, that's kind of what i was because the, the the talk was that they were open to trading goudreau right is I that, think I'm pretty sure that when we did our little I, like I think that's what we talked about lately our last podcast two weeks. But ago. like I don't know. Okay, so maybe I just didn't understand it at the time. But like you know, right now we have like the Flames have incredible underlying numbers. Well, I was going to say that we they're we, like they like even they they have the fourth best goal differential per sixty minutes in the league. You know, behind the Hurricanes, Panthers, and Avalanche, and and better than uh, the Leafs. And, and uh, we <laughs> and we redid our uh, we kind of updated our rosters for our end of year. Team projections in the Flames. Now, this isn't just because of Toffoli, but um, I, I now the Flames are sitting as the top seed, or I guess the top. That number also one. that was mostly to do with Stone being yeah. injured. But I think I'm, Mark I'm, Stone is a huge. But also Toffoli, I think to adding Toffoli to the Flames is yeah. definitely like helps them in terms of long term projection. Although I mean, we're kind of getting at the point where what I mean, there's what like thirty less than thirty games left for some teams. Right? Yeah, the I median mean, I think was about forty-eight games. So, okay, so the median number of games played for each team is forty-eight right now. So yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know why the Flames would trade Goudreau. <laughs> no, I don't think that makes like, any sense. I mean, he's on. I think Sean. Sean, you're right. Is that it's it's who knows? It seems like this is the Flames' big move. I I have a feeling that they might have one or two other things that might be kind of small depth, you know, additions. But my point was they don't all have a lot of room now. So you know, with their cap, what is this Blake Coleman contract on the Flames? You know, Luke, you missed all these contracts. These offices. how did I miss all this stuff? <laughs> Almost five million. Yeah. for how many years? Well, we had them kind of projected somewhat high. I think. Yeah, uh, I remember some. I think didn't we? I don't know. Sean maybe knows. Oh, and Kachuk's up after this year. Yeah, Luke's learning all about the Flames. Oh man, the Flames the got some right off season. Off season. Yeah, I mean they got to go for it right now. They got some some big contracts coming due right there. So, yeah. Best of luck to the Flames out there, because 
It's going to be some <laughs> tough offseason for, for you guys. Luke, I'm just going to title this episode, Luke Learns About the Calgary Flames. <laughs> they have this player, and they have this I player. I should know it, considering how uh, how closely we are aligned with the Scorchdack people. Scorchdack. No, but mostly I just see Mike's Scorchdack instant replays on Twitter. That's I know. That's mostly what I see And now. the inside scoops from Scorchdack Yes, and the Scorchdack inside scoops. Yeah. That's Shout mostly, out to Scorchdack. Yeah. Subscribe to Sports Day. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah, I think it's a good trade for the Flames. Uh, I think. I mean, I think we've talked. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I know that Toffoli's contract was always one of those that seemed like like one of the better bargains in the league. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I just he's making. It's kind of like the Klingberg deal almost a little bit. Like he's making just a little over four million a yeah. year. Oh, so, we should talk about the Giroux. Oh, I guess that's something. That that's we a big one right now. I don't know if there's anything to talk about there, though. Is well, there? just no. like it's basically well, like Claude came out today and said like he hadn't talked to Fletcher. Now I'm not sure if that's correct, but like yeah, well, it, wasn't it, like yeah. I would assume he's on the go, but uh, maybe he's not. Maybe he just wants to be in Philly. I don't know. Yeah, well, I yeah. think wasn't was it who was it was it Dater who had that tweet and then Russo came out and said he hadn't that basically like this isn't right it was something like i think basically like saying like the the like Colorado the Wild and the Colorado Blues, Minnesota maybe? and maybe St. Louis were like the top targets for Giroux but it's like and then like there were people like contradicting that specifically Russo saying that the Wild he had never heard that the Wild were in on Giroux even though well cuz Giroux is it's the end of his contract is that what it is? This is the last year. I think so. Yeah. Right. And then he's and he's gonna be thirty. He's like thirty four in a month. He's like end a couple months. So he's a little over thirty four. Um, so I don't know. It would be really interesting to see Giroux. I mean, I I don't know what that would be. Super weird. That's like Giordano not being on the Flames anymore. It's like yeah. Giroux <laughs> is not being on the Flyers would be really weird. Well, I I so I think and I I. I I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of like it's it's because Charlie O'Connor tweeted out that basically it's like nothing's happening anytime soon. There's plenty of time left to, you know, until the deadline. And so don't like, you know, I think there's been a lot of Flyers fans who are kind of like, well, I mean, when you have like probably arguably like one of the best players for the Flyers the last 20 years who's potentially getting traded like that's a big deal. Um, right. But at the Did same time, arguably? yeah. No, he is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I was just thinking about like Couturier. Was I, I know as, that, but yeah. it's like you're not. Couturier is not. Well, hasn't been better than. Also, oh, this is I the mean, significance of the 2012 series. Here, okay. I I can never win with this because if I say something spot on, like Drew is the best player of all time, <laughs> then I'm gonna get I'm gonna get in He's trouble. Not the on best Twitter. player of all time. He's. I'm like, sorry yeah, for the Josh. Flyers. I don't know. I mean, Drew. <laughs> I think Drew might be a. I feel like Drew. Might be like a top ten like career guard player though. I, like, we right? have we have him like, with basically. Well, you're only looking back to 2007. I know that's how evolving hockey. That's our brand. We only go back to 2007. Hockey didn't like, exist. Didn't before they have 2007. like Lindros and like? I know. I'm like I'm. They've yes. had like some legends play for them. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm mostly doing a bit here because we don't have data going back that far. I'm just saying since 2007, okay. he's in. Yeah, like, it goes I, all the way back to 1920, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, my point is, I could see someone like Giroux, with given how bad the Flyers have been this year, like just, I mean, taking like a deadline deal to go play for a potential contender, and then going back to you know to Philly or whatever after. I mean, that seems like kind of the the standard route that somebody like this would but take. You guys follow baseball, right? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't that feel a little bit like John Lester? Uh, I mean, yeah, but it's also like the same thing. Like, um, uh, who did this recently? I feel in hockey. I feel like didn't somebody just like do this where they they got traded at the deadline and then went back to the team they were i mean this happens i feel like fairly often does it not 
I, I think it, I often, feel like it happens more in like baseball. Yeah, but I could because they don't have caps. Anyway, so I the, there was an interesting thing Luke and I were chatting about about Giroux, and we've had bef- going into the season we had some. I think Sean, you were one of the people who were like, "How do you have Giroux higher than Marshan?" Like I think in our projections or whatever is I, I think it was maybe we were chatting with you. I can't quite remember, but our stuff has always really liked Giroux, and he's been really good this year. Um, he's not better than Marshan. I mean, well, you know, but they're close. I guess it's more than well. It's right now. It's because the age difference. So like, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, I mean, arguably, Brad, Brad Marchand is like one of the best forwards in the modern era. Like, I think that's like among the, like top five forward. Which I don't know if people would like. Init- it's like just so because well, of the, people the controversy around him. <laughs> like, just with like how many people absolutely hate Brad Marchand just because of like his on ice antics or whatever, and like licking people and <laughs> hitting them in the face. You know, getting sucker suspended for goalie. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I think... It's like, but like, I mean, legitimately, for our models, we have Marchand as like top three to five skaters, like since in the modern era which i guess i'm going we're going to be calling the modern era since 0708 07, right. when, when the nhl when was the began. nhl started in in 2007 <laughs> uh <laughs> we have yeah and i mean it's kind of interesting um i mean now you know it, it is kind of it, it's just kind of funny to talk about like i was just reminded about yager because he turned 50 and he's still playing um is he in what league is is Yarmir? I don't check check league. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like it's just crazy because I don't know. Like Yager was just an absolute monster as like a forty five year old. Like when he played for the Panthers those couple seasons, and like I mean, yeah, he could have kept playing. In the he could have. He should have kept playing. He went to the Flames. I was looking at this. One of the Flames had one bad season, and then nobody signed him again. And it was like I don't know why a team didn't sign him again. I well, think because he could have. He's yeah, he only years played old. like twenty games of the Flames, and then he just like left. Yeah, which is like, I mean, that's fine, that's you know. Fair. But I would really would have liked to see him keep playing in the NHL. Anyway, my my point about this was that I think Giroux is an interesting uh, case of 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 a, taking age into account into a projection system, or just in generally like general looking forward to say, the, you know, the next three months, like how. I mean, I, he's not old. He's like my age. He's a year older than I am, <laughs> right? So, or I, I don't know, two so years, two old. years older, two than years older than us. So, a I year guess and a half. I guess we're still in our maybe the end of our prime here, Luke. We're just we still but got yeah, a year. I mean, it is I, I, it is an eight point two million, eight point three million. Well, it's that's kind of thing. a big cap hit. And like I've seen, like even the Wild, like I think the Wild are definitely going to be buyers. But the problem is they have those Parisian suitor buyouts that are going to hit the book, so they can't like take he's on. He's a, a UFA after the end of the year. What do you? No, no, no. I'm, but I, this is a rental. No, 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 I know that. I'm just saying that, like, I was saying, for instance, if they're trying to take on a contract, that well, I'm I mean, not talking about Giroux. I'm talking about if they're going to be buying, like, if they're going to be buyers at the deadline. Like, obviously, they're going to so have to go off. Have, you're showing off your Minnesota Wild bias. No, no, no. no. I'm <laughs> saying. You switched this conversation from Giroux to well, I was just to saying Minnesota because, Wild. Because the Wild were reportedly a target at one point, which was not yeah but just verified. to take him for the year for the rest of the year no no, no i'm saying sh- okay good you just not uh, you didn't give me any time no i'm saying that the wild as a team that are you know should be buyers they have a problem if they're going to be taking on any contracts that go longer than like two years so they would have to buy rentals basically which yeah. and i don't know if any team is like if they would be shipping non-rental, but players. even still, but, I mean, I, I think I was, 
uh, I was I don't know if I tweet about this, but I I feel like I it's I chatted with somebody about it where it's like. I mean, I, there aren't a lot of competing teams I can easily take on like eight million in cap hit. Like, I mean, the Wild have like less than two million in free cap, you know, space right now, and like they don't have. I mean, who are they? You know, what are they? They're going to trade Rask. Somebody's going to finally take that Victor Rask contract that they don't want. You know, I mean, well, the that isn't given enough either. No, Philly it would have to retain salary. No, they, they'd have to. What they would need to do probably is trade like Victor Rask and Fiala, and then they could take on somebody like Giroux. You know, that's well, is this that's, not just going to create. Like with the cap being flat, is this not gonna create like a bunch of three team type of solutions here? Yeah. Like a team like the Kraken that doesn't have um or that has a lot of salary space where they can yeah. eat part of yeah. a contract. Yeah, yeah, but I mean the Kraken aren't That's probably too com- targeting I don't want to think about here, that. It's too complicated. Right? And also can't you just retain so I don't know maybe there's some like C B A experts out here, but if like if the salary well, and Giroux is like mostly salary. It's a so Giroux's salary this year is five million dollars total. There's a one million dollar signing bonus, four million dollar base salary. So like for Florida, uh, for Florida, for Philadelphia to eat like the, to eat like half of it, um, like I don't think that's that big of a deal with the amount of time that's left as well. Yeah, because what's their like a third of the season? Let's call it. So a third times the $4 million that was on, right? So, like, that's not too much of to eat, like, for half of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I've already paid the majority of the salary. So, yeah. like, I think they could do that. And if if you need another team to eat half of whatever's left, like, what's a third? Like, 1.3 E. It's like $300,000 or something yeah. stupid. Yeah. I, I think that we, step in. we've been, Luke and I, in, in order to save uh, ourselves from, from any damaging comments about uh, our lack of CBA knowledge, we know <laughs> I, Luke and I are good with contracts and, like, projections about contracts, but the CBA itself, I have to, I'm very not particularly great at. And we also, this bit, is this segment's been going on longer than I think we normally do for our first segment. So <laughs> I'm, just, Edit. Now, I'm gonna naturally Edit. take the scissors. No, I'm not editing. As as somebody have it's I like I don't right th- on time, Josh. We talk about we're at like thirty five minutes right now, aren't we? We're a little short of that. It's like thirty four. Yeah, which is longer. I'm the one who has Well to... let's take a break then. Okay, Sean, were you gonna say let's... you look your face made it seem like you wanted to say something, but yeah. I don't know. No, let's take a break and, <laughs> okay. and we'll be back after this. <laughs> All right. Can't wait to hear from our sponsor. The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, regularized adjusted plus minus skater contract projections visualizations charts and much more visit evolving-hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber so welcome back i know i started that for so but josh will edit that out part of the brand (laughs) at this point yeah I, I don't think, like, the last few podcasts, maybe because we're off schedule here, we've done, like, our regular Buffalo Sabres check-in. Oh, we, we're going we're gonna to talk Sabres here? So, I think they still that? suck, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I, it was so funny because there were so many, like, because they did this, they did the first, I think our second, like, episode in the season, the Sabres were, like, I don't know. Four and zero or three and one or something. They had been like okay, and all, and we were joking about it. And so many Sabres fans were like, "Don't worry, this is what they do every year. They start out okay, and then they end up just being terrible." 
And that's shout out to Kevin NT Ryder on Twitter, uh, who that's the he said that like early on in the season. He's like, yeah, you know, I think the biggest surprise, I think still I haven't checked in a bit, has easily been Tage Thompson this year. And I think that's like kind of the only notable thing uh, about the Sabres this year that is uh, other than them just like not being very good again. I mean, but the other thing that this season they've they've really started to get together a really good uh, group of people in the front office in terms of like just the minds they have there now with Sam Ventura, um, uh, Dom Gallimini, and then now a recent hire Matt Barlow who was previously with the NHL in New York um, with the Rockets. Correct? I should know this. Yeah, we're um, but <laughs> I think that's right. But yeah, the what only you, thing, you don't know that. How do you not I, know that he was sorry, with the Rockets? It's it's not that. It's just that I don't follow the NBA at all, and so I had to remember that like that, that was the team name. I was like, okay, it's Houston. Which which the name of the team? Because I'm just terrified. Okay, anyway, anyway, but so, yeah, all right, that's Sab- my check in. Is that Tate Thompson is still doing much better than anyone would have ever thought, and he's kind of like leading the team in like, and you know, I think Tuck's back. Uh, you know, is playing for him now, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, they still have. Uh, um, you know, Robert Hag and Cody Egan and, uh, you know, kind of uh, similar. Um, and we've already talked about Darlene, right? I mean, early. Yeah. yeah, we've kind of already talked about that. I don't know. But Sean- yeah, no, but the reason is Tage Thompson was a frequent. Uh, his player card had a player rating of one on our player <laughs> cards from Evolving Hockey. So he was the first, like one of the worst forwards of, of the three-year chart um, from our player cards, which are percentile-based. Um and and I think a lot of Sabres fans were in, in inspired by that player card for Tage Thompson. Now he's he's brought himself up to a 19 percentile <laughs> starting with this year. So for people, I don't know. Maybe I think that we in the notes I mentioned this of those player cards. Maybe people have seen the player cards that we have on Evolving Hockey, but they're essentially just it, it combines um, basically Gar and Gar and Xgar models um, in. Uh, and then for the three-year ones, it's weighted for the current year, prior year, and then the prior year to that by um, I ran a linear regression, just simple like, or just a linear basic linear regression, and took the coefficients from which like prior three years predicting the future year, and then the weights are based on that. So it's like essentially it's based, it's weighted by recency. So. Um, and then in season, the weights, I don't, I'm not going to go into it that much, but it's essentially Tate Thompson. Yes. He's having a much better season than he did last year or the year before or before that. And he has been really bad, but he's been not quite that bad now. No. So I, I just keep seeing that. What's that picture of him? Like it must be at like a wedding reception where it, like Sabres fans love that picture of Tate. I think it's Tate Thompson. He's got like three buttons undone. Yeah. And he's, he's just got, like, like a dancing. glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> he's like six, seven, right? Yeah. He's huge. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know what right. else. There's not really much else. Not I, much else to I talk about. I would say about. that uh, uh, Alex Tuck is uh, also doing well for them in the the, sh- the short amount of time that he's played. He's got 16 games with the Sabres, and he's third in X-Gar, and he's leading in Gar, which brings me to maybe the most important topic of the podcast, which is Matt Boldy's <laughs> outstanding breakout performance well, well, for the Wild. So here, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the thing, Sean? All right, let's hear what Sean has to say. Let's start with this. Do you guys know what the bean pot is yet? I've seen some tweets. I'm assuming it's a tournament of some sort that's in Boston or around massachusetts or something and this is my this is i know i i mean that's my assumption based on the what i've inferred from twitter see because i i asked you if you're watching the bean pot and you said you didn't know what it was and yet your best player 
or your best rookie player right now. Our best player. That's not that's not our best player. That's the Wild's best player. That's a, Excuse it's a, you. It's a fact. Well, no, you I'm... guys have a major wild bias. <laughs> <laughs> like went to BC, went to BC. Like you don't know. Like the Bean Pot is a tournament between the four, well, three Boston schools and BU. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I now that out to the side now that you said I have heard of this uh, over the years. I just never. You know, we, this is our thing. I, I don't really pay attention to college hockey or any minor any league prospects. We're not. Yeah. I, that's not my bag. No, it's it's but, not. I, I. I mean, we can get back on Matt Boldy, but like. Wasn't that like Minnesota's thing before they had like a team again? And like, like oh, yeah, weren't the Golden Gophers like really like Minnesota's team? Yeah, well, well I mean, there's five D1 uh, schools in Minnesota, so yeah, that's yeah, that's, I, it's one of little more bit. than five D1 schools, I think, in mass without counting off the top of my head. Are there? I thought Minnesota had Harvard, the BC, BU, um, Northeastern, UMass Lowell, UMass off the top of my head. I think I'm forgetting at least one. Why don't we do a little geography here? Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you guys stall. I'm gonna look up the list of uh, D1 schools. I mean, those are the six major ones, unless I'm like really forgetting one major one. Colleges but in oh, this is not where I want to go. There's, there's at least six. And it's a significantly smaller state. I mean, so, yeah. Well, uh, you know, but Minnesota has the all of the high school teams too, which which Massachusetts does not. So take that, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> Massachusetts also has high school teams, but whatever. No one cares about those high school. Yeah, teams, no though. one cares about the. Although, did we talk about uh, who was it in Columbus who did that presentation on like evaluating prospect leagues, like a different league environments, and had Minnesota as as like a league compared oh. to like other. Um, do you remember this, Sean? No, well, you she do. Works for the, she I remember works for the, the pen- Penguins. I what, remember it. Um, was it? Uh, is it? Catherine Wu, yeah, yeah. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting her first name, if, if not. But sorry, it, it was no. I I can't. I think that's I, who yeah, it is, right? I think so. I can, I can't remember. I can't remember her name. But she did a presentation that was kind of like I think it was kind of like an NHLE thing where you compare the different league environments. So I won't. Wasn't it a pair? Okay. Anyways, I was going to say a pairwise model. I think so. That sounds familiar. It was. It was kind of something that I was. Uh, found interesting but had a hard time relating to because i didn't know all of the different like leagues and everything but for anyone who doesn't know what like nhle is and katarina I, woo katarina woo katarina okay yeah. so i wasn't yeah. sure if it's data scientist for the pittsburgh penguins yeah and she did a presentation that um I, I believe it was comparing league uh like kind of league strength i think so it was different um like you know the various different like not under nhle types yeah stuff. which is nhle is essentially uh, an equivalency type metric where you look at um, specifically for prospect projections where, say, a player plays in the KHL versus playing um, in the AHL versus playing, you know, randomly. And I remember that um, she included the Minnesota High School League, like all of the high schools in Minnesota, and they were, like, the worst league <laughs> among all of the, like, minor uh, leagues, which was kind of funny because it really stood out. And I was like, oh, this is kind of mean for my, you know, my uh, my <laughs> favorite. Yeah. No, well, that's the uh, – that yeah. was – that was the thing. I mean, well, that's the thing in Minnesota is that there's a lot of the really, really good players. They actually drop. They, they don't play for their high school team. They go to play for a junior team. Um, some of them go to play for like Shattuck or something, which is where like Parisi went. Um, but or they play for yeah the U.S. Development. But I believe Middlestad was with Eden Prairie, was he not? 
And I think he I came back remember. for senior year to play in the tournament. For anyone who doesn't know, the high school, uh, Minnesota high school uh, tournament is uh, a huge deal. And it, it's like a three-day or four-day thing at the X where um, they sell out for ba- like the, the last – The XL. Yeah, the X. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a very, very big deal. And, and it like they get a ton of fans and like all of the high school teams compete uh, in St. Paul. It's a great time. So that's my, you know, I, but I do know what you're talking about with the bean pot now. And also I think when the wild weren't here, they had like, I think a similar thing in the, among the, you know, the U, um, U of M, UMD, St. Cloud, Mankato and Bemidji, I think are the five that are the five D one schools. I think, I don't know. I I really shouldn't be talking about this. Like I know what I'm talking about. I (laughs) I have a vague memory of this. But anyway, we've gone off track here. The point was (laughs) Matt Boldy for Calder. That's the point that we're talking yeah, about here. I had a really, I had a really beautiful segment talking about Tuck's Gar in sixteen games versus Matt Boldy's Gar or his his kind of current um, where he is at in his current. Uh, I, I he's played fourteen games. I want to say um, thirteen games, and he's currently seventh in X Gar on uh, on the Wild right now, and he's like third, I think, among like all rookies. Uh, behind Bunting and Jarvis, I believe, are the two. I, I just tweeted this out yesterday, but um, it's I don't think I've seen a rookie since our models have existed, or at least been on the site, that has had a start quite well, like people, this. People were pointing out Pedersen. I think Pedersen may have been close. Um, I don't remember. Or higher. Or higher he might have been, because um, I think he had like, yeah, like, like more than a goal per game in his first like ten games, I think. Um, I'd have to go and like dig into the guard uh, game by game stuff that I don't look at very much. Um, but Matt Boldy is, uh, and Sean is very jealous. That's the point. Sean is yeah. super jealous that Matt Boldy gets to play on our favorite team and, and not on his and favorite not on, team, the Boston Bruins. The Boston yeah. Bruins don't get to have uh, yeah. Matt Boldy. <laughs> Did you watch him in college at all, Sean? Yeah, a few games. He kind of had like a a uh, just say. I mean, he just played in the COVID college, right? So that's kind of like it hasn't been as fun to watch college hockey lately. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I've watched him in college. I watched him at BC. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So Matt Boldy. So then, just that's a per- <laughs> we're talking about the Calder. So why don't we talk about the awards, huh, Sean? Huh? You want to talk about the awards? Luke, you <laughs> constantly want to. Like I just imagine that you wake up in the morning, you rerun this. Well, no, you re you update the site every night, right? Or you go through the site stuff every night. But like, let's just imagine this in my head, at least. So you wake up every morning, you update the site, and then you you have your little internal R files, and you just search all of your award stuff. Every single day, and you're just like, yeah, Seth Jarvis, Michael <laughs> Bunting, like, that that Patrice Bergeron for Selkie. I will not like. confirm nor deny <laughs> that accusation. Um, it, it's not that far off no, though. Like we have some stuff that we track that's just like, oh, let me go. I'm kind of curious where these things are at. Well, it's also like I look at our our models every day just to ensure that like nothing broke, right? So it's like. A lot of the time, I'm kind of looking at the the GAR and XGAR leaders, and then like wrap them, and you know, just after the the data's run, just to ensure that nothing went really. I, I've wrong. seen some quality control issues not excuse not you get stopped. <laughs> excuse- well, do you remember like we talked about them at the beginning of like our podcast era here, like within like the first ten episodes? I thought of uh, was it Gary Mayhew? Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, like, that was like one time. Issue. 
That's yeah. not fair. Didn't that was like he, one time. Like, and what? Wasn't that was a like, Friday night. Maybe you were maybe you were out partying they, or something and you just <laughs> did not know. That was the league. <laughs> they changed his handedness. What am I supposed to do? That's, that never You just happened. didn't notice it, though, when you updated it. Well, that was the... Why would he change... It was on the top... It was in the top 20. He literally just broke everything. He had, like, 100 gar. Oh, that and, like, was really funny. He got stacked on the bar charts. I, yeah. Got, like, he just was, like, double everyone. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> I think it's I mean, a, I didn't expect that... Like, I have a check now to see if a player's handedness changed. I didn't expect that... A, like, you know, it's kind of like... If they change the players, like, God forbid, please do not change a player's birthday, like, that would be bad. Like, <laughs> like right? Like, if they got a player's birthday wrong, and then all of a sudden they were like, oh, that's wrong, and we have to change their birthday, like, I have no contingency. No, I'm just kidding. But that well, would I be, mean, you're not kidding. Cause that I'm not be, really kidding. No, Luke's but, not kidding. That, that would be I mean, a mess. I don't. I haven't even thought about that, and you're making me stressed out about that now <laughs> because I have to think about if some of these variables that I expect to be consistent. It's also funny the NHL's data: players' height and weight never changes. So, like, players' weight is like the same every they single. They should season. weigh them every single game. Well, they don't update it. Oh, okay. so it's we should game. do like. A- Every like before game. and after game. Yeah, and we weight. could add we could add I, body weight. Like I feel charts. like that's that's getting into a little too much personal information. Yeah, I'm not, though, that's in the. But it is right. so. That, I mean, they do that in Formula One. I don't. I yeah. I, I think well, that's, well, it's just, it's just funny because I thought like you know we've tried out some of these some of these things with like I don't know just not that we would include this in like a projection model, but it's something that's funny to think about like. You know, people always talk about size in the NHL and like how GMs pay for big players and like it doesn't matter. You know, like I think, uh, was it Namita who presented on size versus or trying to remember height versus like actual, if there's any correlation between height and like skill in the NHL? That sounds familiar. Which I mean, is funny because there's done a lot. Yeah, yeah but there's I mean, nothing there. No, there's no. there's not a lot. Well, there. mostly because a Jared Spurgeon, <laughs> yeah, Jared Spurgeon go. ruins any analysis like B, that. B Connor Garland. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> well, like isn't height and weight like generally speaking like um, like positive variables if you were to do like a draft model? But that kind of is like oh, I think so. If, if you're trying, I don't know. Are you talking, are they you... themselves are not going to be signals. So there's like a survivorship to this yeah yeah as well, well because yeah I, I was gonna say if you're talking about projecting where a player is going to be drafted then yes i would assume height and weight would be correlated with those with you know the generally players who are taller are you know drafted higher relative to the other defensemen i would assume like especially as you get later in the rounds but in actual value terms so trying to project like value added in the nhl there's not a lot of i don't think there's there's very little if any signal between that it's a bunch of noise that's just you know, but from from size to actual skill or, or value added in the NHL, I, I don't think that. I mean, we've looked at this, and there's there's not really any correlation there, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But anyway, just just to keep get back on on track to what I was saying, Matt, the quality control <laughs> is not. You know, I do my utmost. Oh, Luke, Luke's here to for, defend to defend his quality control checks. Look, on this when site. when the league changes a player's <laughs> handedness, how what am I, what am I supposed to do? I'm just saying. But no, it's it's funny because we've had some. Um, with the schedule this year, like it's caused some problems because, like the NHL with like like all of the COVID problems, one night they just deleted like thirty games for each team. <laughs> so like the teams, like if you went to their schedule, they just weren't scheduled. They were scheduled for like fifty games for the whole season. So it's like I don't know what we're supposed to do about that. When like, <laughs> I mean, and I understand it. It's been difficult to reschedule all of the games. So I'm not like complaining. It was just kind of I did not expect that to happen. I, where I went. I liked it when. 
I think it was January 12th. And I think this might have happened with other games too, but I just remember this one specifically where they changed the... There's supposed to be a Bruins-Canadians game in Montreal. Canadians yep. weren't allowed to have attendance, and so they had it in Boston. And that they basically moved up. They they basically flip-flopped a uh, game that was supposed to be in Boston in March, right? Yeah. And so there was a Bruins versus Canadians game. And then there's a postponed Bruins and Canadians game. But wasn't it like yeah. – yeah, but not – it was at different venues, wasn't it? So it was like one was like – yeah, yeah. Might, yes. it was like one was Boston yeah, yeah. at so Montreal it was and the other was squad event. Yeah, yeah. so, it so looked... it, the, the schedule. Yeah, I remember. I, I think I tweeted out that because the the schedule looks so funny because they had two games scheduled for the, it was like a back to it was like a double header yeah. that looked like on the schedule. I don't even know how they had that programmed in their front end just to like have it schedule two games. I mean, I well, guess I that they have... would have it for like yeah, free. Um... I think they just changed. I would assume they changed the date of game ID. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Right, because they kept the same game IDs if you yeah. looked at all these games that were yeah, yeah. scheduled. Yep. So then that also brings things out, out of order, by the way, for people that use the game logs as well. Because I noticed this the other, other day. Remember I said it to Luke? Yep. Yeah. And I just like wasn't thinking... But, like, but one I fixed of them doesn't that. sort. You did fix it? I did fix it. It sorts okay. by game date now. This is something I didn't realize. When we first started doing this, I, I basically have it just the pre like the sorting for all of like the if you go to the game logs or and like roster stuff it would sort by i just thought that the game ids would change but the game ids for the nhl do not change if they postpone something whatever the game id stays the same which i had to quickly learn and i've been catching up with these things where i coded it wrong because now it all codes by it it all sorts by game date but that was something where, where there was a time i think it was like yeah like a month ago when like um, they were like on rescheduling everything, like everything had been postponed because of COVID. Um, and <laughs> I realized I didn't anticipate the pure, the sheer amount of postponed games. And so when I was doing our future team projections, I had to just like, it took me a while to like figure out how to, how to rig up the correct projections for every team for their schedules because so many games have been postponed. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit of a bumpy road for our first year of doing future point projections yeah. now and injuries too have been uh, yeah and injuries have just but been... i i was not really i hope that what you said luke was very interesting because i was not paying attention <laughs> i was reading uh, i was reading about double headers in the nhl i don't know if you've i i didn't realize uh cause oh speaking of back to boston montreal <laughs> sean do you know if there's ever been a double header in the nhl before maybe in 1920 <laughs> also sorry luke i didn't mean to insult no, 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 i was done <laughs> I just came across well, this article. Well, spit it out. What's the what Sorry. have there been? Uh, I came across this article from the um, Philadelphia Inquirer that was the title was uh, the Flyers. This is from Jul- July of 2020. Flyers, no strangers to wacky NHL history, will be a part of a rare exhibition doubleheader Tuesday. So there, there are like in preseason games, they'll do like split squad doubleheaders, um, which is not really the same thing. It's just different. Um, like you know, it's different parts of the team, but the the sub title for this article is there will be the uh, there will be two nhl games at the same site something that hasn't happened since the spectrum roof fell off <laughs> <laughs> and i read a little bit more um so the, the flyers played it looks like like they they played like two it was the first the second time in nhl history where um two teams played at the same site on the same day which is technically a doubleheader now baseball obviously there's doubleheaders all the time but in hockey there was in 
they play an exhibition game, which so it doesn't really count. There aren't really doubleheaders in hockey. But it says, on March 3rd, 1968, the Flyers played Oakland in an afternoon game at Madison Square Garden before a Rangers night game. Yes, kids, there used to be a hockey team in Oakland, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's what it says in the article. That's not me adding in uh, ad lib. Um, the <laughs> Flyers were forced to hit the road to end their inaugural regular season after a section of the new Spectrum roof came apart because of high winds twice within a couple of weeks. Uh, quote, when the roof blew off the Spectrum, uh, late Flyers owner, uh, founder Ed Snyder, recalled in 1980 Inquirer story, the city really became a national laughing stock. <laughs> <laughs> so they had that to. Was like when, that's like when the Metrodome roof collapsed. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you remember that, Sean, but the, yes. do you know the Metrodome? You know, you know yes. about. Yeah, and, and it famously collapsed because of heavy snow. Because of heavy snow. That was, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was something. I didn't yeah. think about uh, I don't know the history of NHL arenas or NHL. Uh, well, I don't they've know. had issue. They've had times in the playoffs, right, where like a playoff game has gone past midnight, and then there'll be a game the next night. Yeah, and yeah. Theoretically, that's in the same day. Yeah. Well, that's not what I'm talking about, though, because there's like the night break. But we'll go down the rabbit hole and I'll beat you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we're gonna get. We should. We should get some of those good old fashioned like five overtime games that go to like two in the two thirty in the morning. Oh yeah. Like that would be. I think we're due for one of those. Didn't. That was another thing with the data that I didn't expect <laughs> was when we when I when I coded everything I never I didn't realize that um there what was that game where Seth Jones played like Tampa uh, Columbus yeah, so Tampa Columbus the, right yeah Tampa yeah. Columbus game one um, yep. back in COVID in, back in the bubble yep um and yeah that went to five overtimes and I think yeah. it was after the first overtime everything went really screwy yeah. You mean on and our site or just in the game? On on the site. Yeah, that was um so I don't normally focus on playoff stuff. I don't we always most things are focused on regular season and um I think that was the first time that we had playoff data live on the site cuz we didn't used to when we first rolled out all of the data on evolving hockey, we didn't have playoff data. Um and then when we redid it, we so you can't Added. come after the Leafs, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you yeah. sure it was the first game? According to our game laws, it was the fourth game. I think it was, it was the, the fourth. Yeah, I, I think I don't think it was the. Hold on, no, 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 no. This is wrong. It was the first, right? Bjorkstrand scored. Hold on, what's? Why is this all? I swear to God, it was game one. I think you might and be then right. Yeah, the Bruins I... Carolina game one was canceled. I'm thrown off here because the first three games, according to evolvinghockey.com were against three different teams in the playoffs. I don't, oh, those you, were, were those, you, that, yeah, that, those? Yeah, that's right. They had that whole thing with the wild card plan, right? Wasn't that what it was? Or I don't even remember. So that was the first five games, isn't that? I think so, yeah. I don't know. That whole time, the whole time is a five series. That's a whole blur to me. That happened once, and they're never going to do that again. Um, and I, yeah. you know, I don't. It was a fun time, though. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was. I, I think the, uh, anyway, yes. Columbus played, um, Again, or Tampa played against Columbus. They played a total of 100, uh, or no, wait. They played 136 five-on-five five minutes that game. They played 150 total minutes um, in that game. Don't check this live on the air. I need, is this going to, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds about right. No, that's right. I, I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, how anyway, many periods did they play? They played a lot of hockey. That's a lot. Of, and I think that that's like, in our database, that's the most time on ice that any one player has played was that game. I think it was Seth Jones and Jack Lorensky played like... Yeah, didn't they play like eight, like basically seven and a half periods? Yeah. yeah. Was, they played something, I think it was like 50, 60 but minutes. Or essentially, the whole point would have been the whole point of this was that when I coded our... I did the data prep for Expectacles model, I um, 
only prepped it for having four overtime periods. Uh, so that was a problem. Four, no, four periods. No, no, no. So eight total periods. No, no, no. Seven total periods. <laughs> right? How many periods was that? I don't think that? so. Now we're going off the deep end because like, there I'm was... pretty sure it was as soon as you got to like the second overtime, like everything just like went away. But it might have been the third overtime. Oh yeah, everything went so away. So there's a there's but a couple for the last like couple were, of periods. It was a there were a couple issues with that one because I think that I, there were two steps where I hadn't done the prep for our play by play data for the expected goals model to add xg values after the fourth overtime period which I think there are two games. There was a Dallas-Nashville game that's the longest game in our data set, I think. I would have to go look at this, and these are really weird extenuating circumstances here, so like they're very odd, but I, there, I think there was a Dallas-Nashville. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry, We're going I'm, on I'm still to- thinking about the Spectrum's roof blowing <laughs> off. <here. laughs> All right. All right. So okay. to finish this up, let's get back on track. So, Luke, we'll give you one award to go through <laughs> one award this eh? time and then we'll wrap it up okay well hold let's on see. I, i'm What's still very word? enamored with these roof collapses. all right josh okay, you're gonna right. need to stop <laughs> stop talking about that we're talking about the awards now all right sorry, times. award well, change this gears. is what you wanted to talk about you get one award because we're kind of running yeah well i mean to make um you know i mean matthews for heart there you go matthews for heart heard it here it's always okay, great. So people were probably mad at that. Who, who are like the other ones? Do you have Jonathan Huberdeau out there? No, we have it. It's funny right now. It's Matthews McDavid. And then, oh, look at that. Matthews McDavid, McCarr, Ranton, and Jason Robertson. Fifth, which is surprising. I feel like that would make, well, I don't know if that would make people mad. I mean, he's been really, really good this year. Yeah, he has. And then we have Mangiapane. He was robbed of Calgary. <laughs> we have, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but we have yeah, Mangiapane. Yes, he was. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of where our our rankings would be. Um, it's Mc- been a little unfortunate this year because I feel like our rank our lists have been very like well, well the Selkie say, list. Well, yeah, the, the Selkie lists have been very normal. They've been they keep coming out like Bergeron, o- O'Reilly, Sorelli. Yeah, we don't get to have like, like you know Zach Austin Reese and like you know I don't know who else has been like. Well, in he our, doesn't he doesn't know anything about analytics. <laughs> I was waiting to see if anyone would reach out. Uh, nobody reached out. Nobody reached out. I tweeted saying like, "Oh, we'd love to get in contact with uh, you know with Czar." I saw uh, that. It was <laughs> a little cringy. Sean no, was wasn't. embarrassed. He was embarrassed. And then you guys get like starstruck too, huh? Oh, I'd guys, be so like, nervous. It's like starstruck with like I have, NHL players. I've never in my life met a hockey player, uh, NHL player. I don't think we should yeah. have Val Nichushkin on here. I, see, yeah. I would be like before. Yeah. I don't know. Vince I actually, Dunn, your guy Vince Dunn. Our guy Vince Dunn. I see. I actually, I don't know. We could talk about gaming with with, with Vince Dunn. I bet he knows what Magic the Gathering is, Sean. Probably not. He plays I video bet games. You he doesn't. <laughs> but if you want to play Call of Duty with him, that would be. Okay, is that his game? I don't really know. No, I don't. I would assume, but he did but play would... really well at the Fortnite tournament. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but but anyway, back um, to the awards. Yeah, awards. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. We had we we talked about Matthews. I mean, his charts on our website for this season look kind of insane. I mean, he's like basically the player. The player cards are ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, like that. you know, I mean, 
Honestly, whenever you can say nice things about Leaf players, it's always a good thing, right? I mean, yeah. It, <laughs> it's I will say that it is very it's it's uh, beneficial to our brand when the Leafs are are good because the. But then also the other thing is that you have we had that some of our stuff got on our hockey about that thread we did I don't know last week or whatever, and a lot of Leafs fans were mad about Bunting being number one. So you can't really you can't, you can't really win. you can't win because like you people either are, say I Matthews, don't know. you know, here's the thing. I'm gonna go. He's still considered a rookie. I know that technically, yeah, I mean, he's like th- 26, and, you know, the other players... That, he's uh, two years older than me. Like, <laughs> think about it like that. Well, yeah. but, so here's the thing, Well, though. by your definition, you'd be too old to be a rookie in the NHL. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I have a beard now, see? Sean's oh, got, he's Sean's growing got a beard. Up. He's growing up he's before growing our eyes. <laughs> no, it's my point, and I think we can end on this, is I think if it's your first legitimate year or season in the NHL that you are a rookie. I don't care if, well, actually, once you get, isn't it once you're over like 20, is is there a cutoff? Isn't there a cutoff? Like it's like last year. Eligible. It is. Yeah. It's once you're, yeah, I think it's if you're 27 or older, then you are a UFA. That's like the final rule for UFAs. Yeah, and they're not a rookie anymore. I want yeah. I could be wrong about that's that. when adulthood starts. Yeah, is that twenty seven? <laughs> Sean's still a he's kid. got three he years. Go, you had to go out and get your own medical insurance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that is true. It is true. But no, I think it's it's just kind of funny. I think um, I don't know if like the like what do you think? I mean, I guess I could just go to the NHL and look at the points leaders, and that's probably going to tell me the conventional like consensus pick for the heart. But who's leading in points right now? Is it Huberto? I don't know. I don't know. Should I even mention where we have Huberto? Points. I don't. I. I don't. I don't know. Should I even mention where we have Huberto? Oh. Oh no. <laughs> no, because then that'll be. A I'm not. Game. I'm not going to mention that. We're not going mean, to talk just, about that. Yeah, he's good. He's been really good. He's just not very good defensively. That's kind he of been the. Yeah. That's like kind of you know it's the it's it's that kind of player type. That's I will say, I will say that we have uh, Valeria Chushkin above Huberto in our <laughs> ring. <laughs> is that the new? Is that the I new? Would uh, Huber, I would defend Huberto though that he's probably a little bit higher than what you have him. That he's not as bad defensively. Well, but, let's see because what 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 is the thing that's like really I bringing him down? Him to be in a heart on a heart ballot. No, I I just yeah. I mean, too. I think the thing is that like I don't know maybe just because the. Like he's got, yeah. I mean, we don't even like have. I'm just trying to think if he's the. You know what? This is a good point for us to stop talking. Yeah, yeah. I think this is good. This is you know it's we it's probably crazy. Broke Luke. I here's the thing. <laughs> People still bring up that Nachushkin tweet about. I just somebody just. I know we talk about this all the time. I know we do, but it's insane to me. It's like this was in the middle of the season. Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say last thing. I won't say this again. Maybe I will. This is Luke's last comment on but this. Basically, and we will never when, talk about when it I'm again. talking about awards voting, our awards list, it's not player strength overall. It's about who is having the best season based on our models. It's not, and we don't use, there's no priors. We don't have priors that inform our models. So it's, they don't know anything about the last season. On Evolving Hockey, we treat each season as its separate bubble. As a separate. New year, new me. New, New year, year new yes, game. exactly, and and so that's generally how it's done in baseball, um, and how we like to do it as well. Because I think that there are a lot of factors that happen between seasons. You know, it's it's a it, that where there is very much a different environment each new season, um, and so when we're talking about awards, we're talking about the players having the best season, and that's it. So we're halfway through the season. And this is what our models are showing for the best players. It doesn't mean that X player is better or worse than another player. It just means that they're having a better season, which is a different thing. And I think a lot of people, I don't know, 
don't like they misinterpreted what we said but that's yeah. that, that's how we do it so it's always any, nice though when like the best two players in the world are like one yes. two it is very nice when matthews and mcdavid are like one two in our heart rankings because i'm not gonna lie that it's nice to like oh yeah that's pretty nice because then we don't have to say like i don't know because it's like you know we're not i'm not changing around you know i will say though for the calder i did impose <laughs> a random like a, a 20 game cutoff for Boldy because he is in our top three for the Calder right now and he's only played like 14, 13 games, which is kind of insane considering the other players have played like four. I guess I'll, the last thing I'll ask is like, what point, Sean, do you think that like how many games does a player need to play in a season? Like, what percentage of those games to be in like the running for, say, Calder? Like, does Boldy need 40 games? Does he need a half a season before you think he'll get votes? Mm, I would like to see half a season. Yeah. yeah. I and agree I, with that. I think it's very – because I think the Wild have about 30 games left, maybe a little bit more. So he might finish the season with 45 games, and he might be, uh, you know, MVP caliber. He'll be in our heart ballot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I think I, – uh, I haven't heard people talking about Jason Robertson's season enough. No. So I think he deserves a lot more credit for – you know his performance this season and i'll give some motivation to sean here he will be probably uh uh um appearing in sean's next evolving weekly which will come out uh next on on monday right uh we'll see <laughs> I, i'm writing about my seattle trip right oh, now. oh that's right so oh, okay yeah that's right yeah yeah so. but that um yeah that dallas line is really you know pavelski is another player that's having kind of a pretty i mean he's 37 okay. yeah that, okay. we already talked about we, pavelski. we we're going down rabbit all right we yeah we need to end it we need to end <laughs> all it right, so now. we broke luke but hopefully we'll we'll bring him to the mechanic and we'll have him fixed and we'll be back for another episode. As always, we appreciate everybody's support. Download, like the podcast, leave smash a the subscribe button. The smash the subscribe button. Luke is becoming a uh, YouTube influencer or podcast influencer. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with another episode soon. Thanks, Sean. Right, thanks, Take Sean. it easy.